All right, man, you want to hop in? <clears throat> Let's do it. Let's just do it, bro. Quick, dude, I, bet, I, went, <clears throat> I went and played basketball, man, for the last time since it's going to be the fucking frozen tundra after today. Nice. So my fucking throat's all phlegmy. Sounds like I'm sick, but I'm not. Got that fucking corona, dude. Dude, I know. That virus, bro. Fucking picked it Got up. Got the Ronas. Playing with the hoodlums out in the, in the park, man. I believe it. It's literally I think Mike probably brought it with him. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Welcome to Football Hot Boys. I am actually going to be your hottest boy today, TC Clark, and I am joined by my fellow other hot boy sitting over there steaming. David Pe- David Petrus. David, why don't you go ahead and say hello to the listeners for me? What up? Oh, man, look at that flex. Good Lord, that is a hot, steamy boy. Woo. So let's go ahead and get the cat out of the bag. It's just going to be us two today. The other two hot boys are busy, I guess. One is dead by COVID, I think. I don't know what he's sick with, but he's sick and can't be cool with his friends. And the other one, I believe, is in the emergency room again because he likes to spend most of his days just down in the ER. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Drinking Mio Drinking by me. the gallon. <laughs> just, just destroying his body. So our other, our fellow Hopway, uh, AJ Kunzi, he frequents the ER because he works 96 hours a week, I believe. And he doesn't need to. I mean, the government gives him like $2,000 a month, and he still feels the need <laughs> to like break labor laws and work 96 hours a week. And I mean, at this point, like his job should just pay him in ER bucks. And he just like they give him ER bucks and then he just walks down and cashes them in so they can like he, just, he like passes out at work. It is pathetic, but that's him and he's not here. So whatever. We'll have fun. Um, just hours spend the ER. <laughs> here's your here's your eight hours for the week. <laughs> just skips the whole like American currency just just for him. All right, so we're going to keep this episode kind of concise. We're not really going to go over every game since it is a little later in the week uh, of us getting this out. It's actually uh, Wednesday, October 28th today. So but we are going to talk, talk about some of the hot topics going into uh, this week and next week. Um, the first thing we want to get into, of course, because that boy is just over there just ready to get in talk some AB. This guy just cannot look at him. He just cannot just wait. Can't, I can't contain so myself. So I'm going to pass that over to David and let him go on a little spiel and let's talk some AB. Yeah, man. So Bruce Arians has already come out and said that AB will be a go for week nine against the Saints. So he's playing. So what does that mean for Godwin, who's potentially injured? Correct. And Mike Evans, who not injured, but might as well forgot how to to play wide receiver. (laughs) So, I mean, me being an AB truther from, from the jump. I'm going to speculate and say that he takes over that wide receiver one spot and takes Holy that Mike Evans job. Holy shit. Mike Evans becomes wide receiver two. Godwin becomes wide receiver three. So you're saying. And Tom Brady has a new favorite target. You're saying pure demotions across the board because of AB. You are a mad lad. Holy shit. I don't know if I am that ballsy to say that. I mean, I think it kind of kills Scotty Miller's value now. And let's just keep it at, you know. Uh, I mean, do you want to talk more real football or fantasy value? Because I think in real football, there's a place for every one of them because they're very role-dependent, each one of them. They're very different. But as far as fantasy goes, I believe Scotty Miller's dead. Uh, and I don't... I don't Completely. Yeah, he's dead. He's useless now. You can drop him. Uh, but as far as the other two go, 
I would say I'm more worried about Godwin for this year. Of course, in dynasty leagues, Godwin's still the young buck, and he's got the you know the the price tag. I would say. Um, I think Mike Evans is still going to be Mike Evans, which I don't know what if that's great. You know, <laughs> two yards and one touchdown. Yeah, again. right, right. So he's he's basically the red zone threat with well two tight ends now on that roster because one blew out his whole shit. So you know, we'll see. I mean, I I think you're getting a little carried away with that. Well, why don't you go and elaborate? Why do you think that's going to happen? Because that's just that seems wild to me at first here. Well, I mean, so, like, if we're just fantasy fantasy perspective, if you look at A.B., he was A.B., wide receiver one, for, like, three years in a row, like, when he was on the Steelers. So I think you put him in the in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's going to be this smooth, crisp route runner where A.B. is the kind of bigger body to go up and moss people. I think he's going to get far more utilization with Tom Brady than Mike Evans has been. So you think it's more of a connection with Tom Brady than anything else? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady fought for him to get here. I mean, in March, Bruce Aarons would say, no, 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 there's no place for A.B. in our locker room, blah, 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 blah. Well, we all know Tom Brady always gets what he wants, so now we have A.B. on the Bucks in October. Plus, we remember his debut with the Patriots when uh, A.B. finally hit the field with them. He put on a show. So, yeah, you're, you're two not, touchdowns with Tom Brady. So you're not. It's not far-fetched. It's definitely not far-fetched to say that he's going to make a huge impact, unlike – I mean, well – I don't want to say unlike because it was only his debut there, but like his fellow ex-compadre Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs, where I think Le'Veon's impact for the Chiefs is more real-world value than fantasy value. I think what he's going to bring to that table like in real football games is just going to be massive, and the league is fucked, basically. But as far as fantasy value goes, I mean, Le'Veon will be... you got to pick it. you got to get lucky and pick it. Yep. All right, so that's the AB news. Um, you're fucking way hotter on that than I am, but I love it. Dude, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. For sure. I can't wait. So we'll get into, as everyone knows, uh, I'm a Cards fan. You're a Falcons fan. Let's. Uh, I'm going to let you take the floor first. We're going to just talk about our teams for a second. We won't bore you with too much. We'll talk about the highlights. Um, so I'll let you take your Falcons away, bud. Well, I'm only going to take on one highlight um, because it was, the, it was the greatest <laughs> highlight of the day. Wait, which one? <laughs> You may have seen the the video circulating around of Matt Ryan in the huddle telling everybody not to score. Do not score. Get the first down and take a knee. Well, Todd Gurley, what he's trained to do is find the end zone. What he has a hard time doing is finding the end zone. (laughs) (laughs) What did he do this week? He found the end zone when he wasn't supposed to. Holy shit. And he got like a dude I can't. Like he broke two tackles. He looked good. And then he got to the one yard line and was like realized that he wasn't supposed to score. Yeah, he he was like, oh, fuck. Yep. And then kind of like crumpled and looked like he tore his whole shit, but he just kind of <laughs> fell. And they were just like, oh, touchdown. <laughs> he looked like he had a brain aneurysm at the one yard line. And Dude, it was, yeah, it, it was bad. It was, um, it was bad. And from that point on. Yeah, was, the game was over. Yeah, we, I, we, soon, the game was over. As soon as he scored, I knew that game was over. And that is pathetic. You, and, but, I mean, on the bright side, you guys lost. That's great. You can keep that uh, record alive, hey, man. That's Listen, that's... I did circles. I did victory laps around the little <laughs> island in my kitchen. I was like, victory laps. I said, holy shit, we did it. We did it. Todd Gurley did We it. just passed the Vikings again. We got it, baby. Todd Gurley and his <laughs> voluptuous hips did it. Dude, he looks – I know Kunzi's mentioned it before, but that dude has like – he's got so much donk, man. That, he, he looks so much dude. different in that Atlanta uniform than he did with the Rams. He just looks like 100% ass, man. Just – Two meaty cheeks. He's, he's like a fucking ninety-year-old linebacker, <laughs> just sitting back there, holding, grabbing the ball. Like, just stop it. So, do you see any pop from him? Like, 
anything like redeeming, anything to take away from, or am I just watching the carries that suck? I mean, just the just the two tackles he broke when he wasn't supposed to. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, the dude can't like he can't round the corner. He's not fast enough to break right. to, to break the plane. The linebackers are on him too fast. Like he just looks like a ninety-year-old tight end. Like he just looks slow back there, and then he's just you know running over people to find an end zone when he's specifically told not to. So like, <laughs> well, play of the year I, for you guys. That was definitely the play of the know. year. That, that that win could really, or excuse me, that win turn loss could really affect your draft output. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, good, yeah. Good yeah for Trevor you, Lawrence, man. here we come. Yep. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. So we'll just segue right into the Cardinals. And speaking of just something of the year that was by far the game of the year so far that was an incredible win big time and and i'm gonna try to keep this as like not as much fanboy involved and just talk about exactly what was seen you know from me on that tv screen and i was real nervous because that game almost went like it always does where we don't have a clutch gene in this and we can't tackle anybody at any time and the defense just gives up major yardage especially in crunch time and then all of a sudden all of a fucking sudden kyler puts on his fucking superman cape and just does what he can apparently do he can win games himself he can win games himself but either in the air or with his fucking little fast moving wheels that was a hell of a performance by him i mean he he put on an absolute show and don't forget that deandre hopkins is still the best receiver in the league and we did something that no other team has done in a very very long time we turned over russell wilson three fucking times and that is that doesn't even sound right. I don't even sound right saying that because that never happens. Unbelievable. I was just about to say, Buddha Baker, bro. Buddha Baker. So, Not only did Kyler Murray, with his little quick little feet, right, shuffle it right. around. Every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> Buddha Baker comes out with that just pick in the end zone. That was Incredible. And the, other, the sad and thing. And it's getting overshadowed. Right. It's getting overshadowed right. right now by the DK chase down, which was, it was a great chase down. Incredible chase it's down. It's getting overshadowed. The, the, I mean, you got to give it to the chase down, unfortunately, just because that pick resulted in no points. Um, so that that's why I think you got to give it to the chase down, unfortunately. Um, but Buddha made a hell of a read. He made a hell of a pop. And he had a great game. And he's been playing well, and he's worth every cent right now. So I love what he's putting out on the field, man. He has looked worth every penny. Um, like I said, we'll keep it short with our teams. Um, those were the highlights to talk about. Um We'll get into another kind of polarizing player. Um, so real quick, before yeah, we before we move on from this, before we move on from this, now that Kenyon Drake's hurt, okay, do we see? I mean, obviously, Chase, I, th- I mean, I believe Chase Edmonds is Chase a better Simmons. running back it's- than than Kenyon Drake. But does Chase Edmonds just become the featured back workhorse, and we just unleash Chase Edmonds, or do we pull up Eno Benjamin and we see Eno Benjamin Eno Benjamin start taking? Some carries away or some touches away from so Chase Edmonds. I'm 100 percent with you on Chase Edmonds' ability. I really love everything he does. Um, uh, so I'm torn because I'm a fan, but I've, I mean, every time he touches the ball, he's fucking electric. And I just keep telling everybody to ask me about him. I'm like, I don't know. I guess it's because he's five eight, two oh five. That's why he's not a feature back. I don't know. You know, because I really that's the only answer I have on why he doesn't get every carry. Now, as far as Eno Benjamin goes, um, I think we'll find out exactly what he is, and I'm not I, honestly, I'm not like looking forward to him playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see. Not a fan. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Prove me wrong, Eno. Um, but I, like, I'll watch his draft profile coming out, and nothing really surprised. So. I don't think it, so. Here, like, look at it this way. We'll we'll jump into because I think I think Chase Edmonds can hold down the fort. So I don't see any loss in real football land. Now let's talk about sure. fantasy football land. I think this is 
fantastic for Chase Edmonds owners for now. As soon as Kenyon Drake comes back, I don't care who's getting the lead back. It's still going to fuck fantasy up for both of those guys. Yep. Um, but, no doubt. but right now, yeah, if you're a Chase Edmonds owner, yeah, you're you're sitting very pretty. He's gonna he's gonna feast and he's gonna do really well. So like, but yeah, it, it, but when Kenyon comes back, I, it's gonna be a weird mix of fantasy output from both of them just like it's kind of been all year long so no change there see, i'd be forth. interested to see because Kenyon drake's what he's done after this year his contract yeah it was just a one-year deal correct yeah. so then i would be curious to see and this is just for for football perspective is do they do they start bringing in Eno benjamin more to see what they have to see if they can let Kenyon drake walk and then just roll out with now, chase edmonds now, and you know benjamin on slimmer contracts now that makes plenty of sense like that makes plenty of sense yeah because i mean What's wrong with Eno getting five carries a game? Yeah, I'm with you. That that makes plenty of sense. Saving money on the running back is never a bad thing, so I hear yep. you, bud. All right, so let's get into uh, another polarizing receiver. Uh, not quite as spicy as Antonio Brown, and unfortunately it's a loss of this receiver. So we just see Odell Beckham tear his shit, his whole shit, and nothing but his shit, and he's going to miss the <laughs> remainder of the year. So we can talk value of what that does for the Browns. How does this team look going forward, better, worse? I'll let you take it away. Man, this is this is tough. I like OBJ a lot. I really do. But when Baker's not trying to feed or force feed OBJ, because, you know, OBJ's got this big personality. We've seen it off on the sidelines when he's not getting the ball or it's not going his way. When Baker's not force feeding OBJ, he's playing so much better. Correct. It's crazy. Correct. So, like, I, I hate to say it, but I actually think the Browns are going to be better without OBJ because Baker's going to calm down a little bit and he's not going to have to feel like he's force-feeding OBJ. So, I hear what you're saying, and I want to definitely agree with you, and I might talk myself into it. So, let's look at this Cleveland Browns offense as it is. It's a run-first team, right? Now, the run sure. game works for two reasons. One, their line is really good, much improved from last year. And two, they have dynamic receivers to take the pressure off. One of them is now gone. So I think for that all to flow still so well together is one of these other receivers have to uh, kind of make the leap. Is it going to be Richard Higgins or is it going to be fucking any Donovan Peoples-Jones? I, I don't know. It's got to be one of them, though, um, for this offense to keep kind of ticking and to, like you already mentioned, just stop making Baker Mayfield look like a fucking skeleton out there, man. He, he looks like yep. he is... Man, it's brutal. I, I wish I wouldn't have fucking got my death note pad out and wrote OBJ's name in there because I think it could get brutal at times for Baker Mayfield, man. <laughs> like, we've said it, I think, at least moments in every week so far of every game they play where we just thought he was fucking, he was swashbuckled. Like, he's done, man. Like, he's walking the plank. Yep. And he, yep. but Baker being Baker, he is a baller and he's a gamer and he does make plays even if he's playing like ass. He could still, like, oh, he could still hit you with some shit. So. He just needs to do that more now, man, because the pressure's on. And like you said, maybe the pressure's not as on as we think it is, where it makes him more comfortable moving the ball. We will find out. Um, so I don't, th- yep. I don't think your your reasoning is too far fetched, man. I like it. Um, no, I mean you, you look at you look at Higgins now. I'm not the stat hole. The stat hole's <laughs> off with you know, Corona. He's getting Corona canceled right now because it's 2020. But I'm gonna try to fill in for the stat hole as much as possible. Good luck, man. Uh, yeah, I know, right? This is fucking big shoes to fill from a, for a bald man. Um, Richard Higgins, uh, six for six. Didn't didn't drop or didn't miss a, a pass. Six for six, 110 yards. And then you have Donovan Peoples-Jones, three for three, 56 yards and a touchdown. 
So like you hit both of those dudes without dropping a pass, and then you it's look efficient. at like his previous loop, his previous weeks, and there's been dropped passes mm-hmm. because he's trying to force feed OBJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I have I have a I have a pretty good I have a pretty strong feeling. I shouldn't say good feeling because nothing about the Browns is really that good, but I have a pretty strong feeling that he's gonna be he's gonna be more comfortable spreading the ball around and not looking for that dynamic featured player that they feel like they have to force feed to make him happy. No, I I agree, and and another thing I want to jump on to, and I don't want to simplify this to this, to, but I will. Jarvis Landry and OBJ are very similar receivers, and that's and they're both kind of undersized, and they don't have a true alpha-like possession guy. That that could be Jarvis Landry, but he's very specific. So they do now. Yeah, they do now. They do now. So if one of these other guys can step up and try to be like baby alpha, yeah, I think this could work, man. I, I, I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones is your biggest wide receiver dude, he's right a, now. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big boy with hands. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. He's like 6'2 and over 200 pounds, I believe. Yep, he's a big body, man. So we'll yeah. see. 6'2", 208. For sure, dude. We'll see what they turn into, and <laughs> it could get comical, and I'm okay with that, dude. I love watching the Browns fucking be dumb, so we'll see. <laughs> All right, man. So you were actually telling me. with it. Yeah, for sure, man. You were telling me uh, something before we started this podcast. I heard, heard. Um, we'll keep it in uh, Homer land for the bald bomber that's fucking out with uh, syphilis or whatever he has right now. He uh, From his Houston Texans, one of his receivers, Will Fuller, is apparently on the trade block. And now normally this would not make news on any other fucking uh, NFL audio listening podcast, but us here at some uh, Football Hot Boys, we love us some Will Fuller. So why don't you go ahead and take this yeah. away? Yeah, Mr. Thumbs Up McGee. <laughs> Just go ahead and drop the ball in my fucking bread basket, please. He's always open. Uh, he's ne- he's never like he gets open so insanely well. He's just never covered. Yeah. He just well, but he just can't figure out how to point his thumbs Dude, horizontal. That, like that he just can't do so it. so much, man. That's that's where Cody Cody just watched Will Fuller film when he was like just learning how to play football, man. That's why he catches that way, man. That's how he, that's why he catches like that. He yeah. think, it, it, man, that explains a lot. It man. totally makes sense. Well, Cody's yeah. never open though cuz he has no breakaway speed or athleticism, but Anyway, oh, full circle. Like, how crazy that fucking happens. Uh, just sitting there, like really, gr- again. really grinding away, just watching Will Fuller taking notes. How does this work? <laughs> Thumbs up, up above his head. Uh, I'm not sure how this works. I'm gonna try it though. Broken nose later. <laughs> so there's some teams. Only real, so. Oh, for sure, yeah, dude. Ahead. For sure. So there's apparently some teams interested when they should be because Will Fuller brings a lot to the table and he helps. A lot of football teams, he can take the top off and put pressure on the, on the secondary. So, what, what are some of these teams that are interested? So, the only one that I've heard, I've okay. heard multiple teams, but the okay. only one that I've seen come out with a, with a sure. team name was the Green Bay Packers. And by God, that would be massive. I think that's a massive fill if they got him, man. That is huge, huge, huge. Do you feel the same way? Uh, I mean, I, I think it would be big time. Because uh, once yeah. again, you have MVS who tries to streak down the field and just doesn't know how to catch a ball with his thumbs Dude. up. Right, um, right. So once you get somebody who's like really good at it <laughs> in Will Fuller, <laughs> that opens up the entire downfield. And then Devontae Adams can still take those out routes or tell, sure. still take the underneath. For and sure. then don't forget that Alan Lazard is rehabbing back from his surgery and he's he was practicing. So like That's that might true. be your one, two, three. Dude, and, and, you know, call me wrong if I'm wrong, but I mean... Dude, I don't think you're going to find a better third. And this isn't a disservice to him because I just think this is just what he is. You're not going to find a better third receiver than Will Fuller, man. That's that's nasty. You got your one in your stud and Adams, two in, in the Andy Lizard King, and then Will Fuller is your three. Mm, bruh. 
that's a core. That's a nice yep. core. So, yeah, yep. I mean, maybe maybe the Packers will make a splash and really make a run at this thing, think, especially because they're. Re- I, say, I think that's what it is. I think that's just a, their playoff push. They know their their depth at wide receiver is not that great, so why not go get a former first round pick and just throw him in? Yeah, dude, for sure. It's it's the move they should definitely make, and if they do, they become even scarier than they already are. All right, so let's jump to another team that is the exact opposite of the Green Bay uh, Packers, and, well, that's just bad. They're just fucking bad, and it's an eyesore, and it's hard to watch, and I hate that they're always still going to be on primetime this year. I think they're on Sunday night this week coming up for some fucking reason, <laughs> and we're talking Cowboys, and this is just this is just See, a Jerry fucking Jones cesspool of pockets. chaos, man. Dude, this is just it's pathetic, and I, I feel sick when I watch these fucking guys play football. Um, I've never seen like a, a defense with this many names be this fucking bad. It, it could arguably be the worst defense in the league with, in a league where the Jets are scoring fucking 14 points a week. Like, it, 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 I don't know. Um, and now it's even worse because Andy Dalton's out, and that sounds bad because Andy Dalton looked like a 12th grader out there playing in the NFL. So... We'll see. Um, All right. So Andy Dalton, 12-year-old, got murdered on the field. Felt bad for the poor dude. Um, but then we had, what is it, Danny Bonaducci come out? Danny Bonaducci, the red-headed fucking madman, yeah, comes out. <laughs> He's like 60 years old. Ben, ben Danucci. Uh, the first the first five plays were fumbles, some crazy shit like that. Um, so if you thought you could get it worse from Andy Dalton, you can uh, yeah. Cowboys proved it. Cowboys yeah, proved it. That's now I don't want to like steal this from somebody else because this is like from all the other talking heads out there, so I can't take credit for this. But I heard an interesting theory, and I was like, okay, I can, this is a theory I could get behind right now because Dak was the core of your team. If Jerry Jones doesn't go out and sign Dak, he's a fucking moron. However, mm-hmm. what the talking heads are saying out there are saying that the Cowboys, if they have any hopes in continuing this season they need to go out and sign Fitzpatrick and in my head I'm like okay okay I don't hate that move because a lot of sense he's he's not as good as Dak he's not however you want somebody that to to go out there and gunsling and just kind of go on a whim and and bomb the ball and just say you know what fuck it I'm, I'm gonna hit this dude and just bomb the shit or run and clear space with his feet like Fitzpatrick will take a hit and keep moving for sure Andy Dalton is not gonna do that well, yeah. not now because he's fucking dead. But well, yeah, Ben Danucci can't hold on to the ball. He can't <laughs> right. even fucking hand it off to Zeke. Like, Jesus, I could do that. I could hand it off to Zeke. Zeke, go. Which I don't know if the Cowboys want to do that right now anyway. This is the worst I've ever seen Zeke look. He clearly has the yips, and it's not doing anything to help their football team. But it's back to the Fitzpatrick thing. I think that's super interesting, and mostly is because it's feasible. And, like, because Fitzpatrick should be available right now because – that segues into our other conversation, is Tua is going to be hitting the field as a starter for the first time ever in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, they could definitely give an old buzzy loo at the Dolphins' headquarters and see what Ryan Fitzpatrick is, if he's going to can potentially be on the move. So that's super interesting. But, yeah, sure, back to— because then that would, that would bring back to your productivity for the wide receivers in Dallas because without Dak, they haven't done anything. And, None I mean, that's, that's their strongest—I would say their strongest— thing about their team is their stacked receiving core it's it's one of the best in the league and yeah and yeah Danucci's not going to be able to feed those guys the way they need to be fed man they're going to be starving they're going to be looking like a fucking famished Zeke out there man so I think it's I think it's a great move yeah I, I didn't I didn't hear that uh sound bit but dude that makes all the sense in the world to me man 
but back to Tua, so he'll be hitting the field, like I said. How do you think his uh, debut is going to go? Um, I don't remember his matchup. I have to look that up. I think they're playing... They're playing a good team. The Rams. They're playing the, the Rams. Rams. They're playing the Rams. So that could be a little... Uh, I don't want to say lamb to the slaughter because I think Miami's better than... Man. Like, what a week. What a week to send Tua out there. Yeah. Against one of the toughest defenses and the, one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is is that they don't have tape on the kid in the NFL and and good good players with no tape sometimes results in good things, man. So don't be surprised. I think Vegas has the spread a little lower than I would have imagined and then I thought about it and I was like, oh, that's why. It's because they don't have tape on the kid and he's dynamic man he could make shit happen i think so it's going to be super interesting sure i'm like i i can see that point as well but i can also see the point where now i don't know to uh he may just you know be the dude that just takes it off the shoulder like takes it on the shoulder takes it on the chin and then moves on about his day for sure but he could go out there he could get just completely annihilated by aaron donald and jalen ramsey could just have a field day with this dude and then now you have a broken rookie quarterback coming out of his first game because you put him up against a bad defense when Fitzpatrick was doing just fine. Yeah, you, so you, like, you're, I can't argue with you on that. I could it's go like, either way. Yeah, if you're going to eventually make the move, why not make the move easier for him? Like, make the transition smoother when you're playing a fucking dud of a team instead of a defense that's literally going to fucking get to him like eight times a game and get him to the turf. For so, sure. Yeah, Play him against the Cowboys first. Yeah. Let him yeah. warm up. Let them tune those guys up, man, like a fucking electric guitar. Yeah, I, I you're making. I can't argue with your fucking logic, man. I, I thought the same thing too, because like you said, it's not like Fitzmagic's hurt. He's he can go. He wants to play. So why make the yep. move now? It's a little little funny. Um, but let's get into one other quarterback before we wrap this shit up, man. Let's talk a little scammy Cam Cam Figgy Newtonius. Oof. Yeah, Oof. so. He got his ass sat down and not like on the field. Like he had to get off the field and then sit down. So we call that benching um, in my neck of the woods. Um, so it doesn't sound like it's anything crazy because he's going to be back on the field this week. Um, he will be their starter, it sounds like, which rightfully so. I mean, you've seen that fucking quarterback uh, depth chart from New England. Like, he, Not good. Yeah, he's not good. And his job's not in jeopardy if that's what the depth chart looks like in my opinion. So, you have anything else on it? I, I mean, I don't. I mean, Cam, he's not a horrible quarterback. Uh, he'll bounce back. You know he will. I just, I don't I don't know. From, like, this is just a personal, personal thing with Cam. It's like, I think he's always been overrated. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, he just relies on his feet too much. Yeah, because he was shredding. And I, and I think that's yeah. his, yep. you, you, I think that's his right. biggest weakness. So, like, I've 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 never been very high on Cam, but he's in no position to lose his job with that quarterback depth. But I don't know that he's there next year. Hundred percent, man. And I, I kind of hope that he turns it around. I think the older Cam Newton gets, the more I like him. He's because he's not a bad guy. Like so, there's not really any reason besides some of the old in the past on field antics to like why you wouldn't sure. like the guy. Um, but like just looking at this team and him in the quarterback position, they don't have fucking playmakers, and he's a guy that needs playmakers. Because um, it's just I not mean, a good fit. It's just not a good fit, man. And we kind of sensed it coming into the year, but we were like, "Oh, Billichick will figure it out." But like, 
he won't. Like, there's nothing to figure like, out. I don't here. know. That, I'll say, I don't know that he has. Yeah. yeah. He, well, I mean, Cam relies on either like the the big receivers to throw to, right. or like the Christian McCaffrey's or like the the running backs to kind of ease that workload for him. Right. Right. And he doesn't have either one of those things. No. He's no, that, like that, that, you've got Jacoby team. Myers and, and Keel Harry. I mean, Julian Edelman, like, sure, but that's more of, like, Tom Brady's favorite target, you know? Like, that's not Cam's mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. It's a, it's, a, it's an inter- interesting and bad fit, and we're starting to really see that. Um, anything else you want to talk about, bud? I know we kept it short and sweet, and that was the plan. Anything else before we get the fuck off of here, man? Uh, I'm just going to say one more. I'm going to say two more things. I was going to say one. I'm going to say two more things. Okay. Uh since Kunzi's not here, Herbert is the real deal. And once again, we saw it. And I hope you can just Agreed. continue to eat your fucking words and you can't Agreed. sit here and defend yourself. I'm so no, because he's, tra- he's already trying to bail subtly. He's already done that where he's like, no, nah, he's good. And it's like, no, nah, dude, you fucking talk the most shit about this guy. Yeah. And you're going to sit here and eat a big bowl of fucking ass cereal. You're going to eat it and For you're real. not, yeah. not going to enjoy it. So he deserves it. No, he deserves every minute of it. Um, and I'm still not off the James Robinson train. J Rob. Okay, we're just gonna blow Real by deal. that. Yeah, we're just gonna blow right on by that. <laughs> now, if we're talking about how much you hate Ryan Tannehill, I'm ready to join you, buddy. Um, I'm not. I'm not. You're, you're, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> we'll save it for we'll save it for next week because I'm sure he's just gonna be super mediocre, even though they just lost and Derrick Henry did all he could again. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll jump into um, two more segments right before we sign off of here, just to keep the spirit of the. Football Hot Boys alive, especially for our uh, one and only true host, AJ Kunze. So we're going to go around the room and we're going to say one good thing about the Bears and we're going to say one good thing about uh, the election. Your cat. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) My cat for president. Okay, or was that one good thing about the Bears? Is my cat? I don't know which one that worked was, for. It was one good thing about the Bears and one good thing about your cat because there's nothing oh. good coming out of this election. I mean, okay, we said two right. two of the worst people we could for the United States. Like, I don't know. okay, all right, we'll do that. One good thing about the Bears and one good thing about my cat. All right, we can do that. All right, you go first because I'm always last. Uh, one good thing about the Bears. Um, there's literally only one thing, so. Well, I mean, there's there's two things. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to use. Uh, let's go with Khalil Mack. Khalil okay. Mack is still getting his name out there on boards, making plays happen, pulling stuff out of his hat. Um, and then one good thing about your cat is uh, he's a cool little dude. Oh, that's it, man? That's all? What? He's going to be pissed, man. Next time you come over, he's he's going to scratch the living fuck out of you, man. I mean, he already does anyway. (laughs) He's going to send you to the moon, buddy. I'm going to tell him. Well, he's a listener. He's our 11th listener, so he's going to hear this. (laughs) He just stays at home all day listening to us. All right, so one good thing about the Bears, you kind of already mentioned it. I'm just going to take the whole thing, is that like their defense is still really good, and this defense is going to get fed up soon, dude. In this past game, they literally offensively scored a fucking field goal. The The defense outscored this offensive team by over 100%. And at some point, just like they have done in the past, this defense is going to get pissed and they're not going to play as hard and they're just going to get super exposed and they're going to be bad. 
Dude, like that doesn't make. Can you? How like, many times can Eddie Jackson put the game on his back? Right, right. And, and, and how stupid does it sound that they scored more points defensively than offensively? Dude, think about that for a second, man. Like you work at Apple, right? That's like somebody walking into your Apple store and they they got to get their iPhone fixed, right? And you get one of your uh, employees to be like, hey fix this guy's iPhone and he's like okay and he goes over there and he just like proceeds to eat Cheetos and fuck off the entire time and the customer fixes his own iPhone and then your employee is like yeah that'll be 82.50 and the customer's like what the f- huh like what well, doesn't make any sense just like the fucking bears doesn't make any sense so I mean we'll hop- they're, they're relying on David Montgomery as running back like that's a problem in itself like I'm yeah. sorry he's I I'm, I like David Montgomery more than a lot, but I do I do see the limitations in him. He's kind of tight hipped and not that athletic, and at the at, at like a, a featured back, you definitely need to see some pop and athleticism, uh, especially when you're bad, <laughs> like the Bears are. Um, so let's keep it true, and we're gonna jump into the other one real quick. Fucking, I'm gonna go jizz, jizz, jizz. Gardner needs to be replaced. <laughs> Fucking, what a waste of time watching this guy play football. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yep. That was it, nothing else to be said there. Jesus Christ. All right, man. Uh, well, all right, guys. I mean, that's it for us today. Uh, we're Football Hot Boys. You can follow me uh, at TC13 Hot Boys, and you can follow David Petrus at JellyX2 underscore. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at FB underscore Hot Boys. All right. It was nice talking with you, man. That was a good uh, time there. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you as well. Let's not forget our sponsor in Lumberboy, LLC. You can find them at lumberboy.com. You supply the ideas, they'll supply the wood. Bring your wax. There's is, It doesn't feel good on your wood. You want to bring your own wax. All right, man. It was fun partying with you. And listeners, take care. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.